emotional damage. Uh, yeah, I would say that's a good title of where you got all are for character wise, right? That's how y'all feeling. You're not. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. We don't feel good. I'm, I I'm feel fine. fine. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know what the rest <laughs> of you are all are on. <laughs> Me and Heidi emotionally stable. Yeah. <laughs> but I need just like it was the equivalent of like going to a therapy appointment and just letting off all this stuff that's on your shoulders forever and you're just like oh, I feel a little lighter now literally uh, he has no arm <laughs> oh yeah he's missing his right arm that's Ooh. Let me let me do a little quick recap of what happened in the last few episodes because well it's been a while since we've played we actually took about a month break since the last time we played. First off, you guys finally were able to infiltrate the Ivy Glass Fortress. I actually, did a pretty stellar job of just wiping the floor with every enemy that you ran into that in that place. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that scene in Avatar: The Last Airbender where they're going to the um, to go see the Earth Queen, King, the, the Earth Queen, at the Earth King, and every, they just just completely decimate these entire oh. armies. Just like you know, <laughs> yeah. the, these four main characters or five main characters just decimate everything they run into. Just sorry, please, sorry, sorry, <laughs> and they just go right. Through through like it was nothing you all make it through i think you're all feeling pretty good like really kind of upbeat mm-hmm. and then you arrive to see rax dead on the ground a giant image of elvana uh, basically a big screen television of this on this ivory glass to- dome of elvana and her stepping out just far enough to slice off Bionni's arm and activate him. And he ends up being the big bad for book four. Formidable. None of you guys expected that. I think it rocked both your characters and you personally as players. Logan hurt my feelings. And then Bionni got to sit there and just (laughs) toy with you guys for two episodes. (laughs) And I got to just sit back and watch, which was great. Best big bad evil battle for me ever. Finally, we're able to get Bayani down without killing him. Using his dead wife's face. Got it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Dang, that's right. (laughs) Pippa did not hold back. Who's the villain here now? (laughs) Well, you hurt my feelings. And so then I felt like I had to hurt your feelings. (laughs) By bringing up my dead wife. Got it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also found out in the process, uh, Pippa realized she was being manipulated. And uh, and also uh, Manette realized she was being uh, uh, manipulated uh, vis-a-vis a a new power activation that she quite does not understand yet uh, that allowed her to see all the 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 lines of connection basically between people and whether or not they're good or evil. Yeah, and and that ended with her tattoo disappearing off of her arm. Her birthmark tattoo, mind you, uh has disappeared. Uh which has shaken Manette a little bit because that's her religious connection. Uh and and uh and this hasn't been necessarily revealed on the show, but that connection has gone silent. Um, still able to do all her magic-y stuff. 
all of her paladin stuff, but like that feeling of connection to her God has disappeared. Uh, so I don't think Manette fully realizes that yet, uh, but the audience now does. And uh, Fee is having a good old time. Fee got to have her bloodbath. She is literally covered, got to be covered in blood. Blood and sand. Blood and sand. Mm. You found a massive amount of loot at the bottom of the uh, dragon's chamber, which was fun. A little bit of solace, given all the all the craziness you had just dealt with. A little bit of comfort. A little bit of payoff. A little bit of GM feeling bad, so here's some gold uh, moment there. You all got went back to Commander Faramel and got your double-headed eagle. He gave you a very short break at a beach for a beach party that none of you wanted to celebrate at uh, <laughs> because you're all too traumatized. We had tried. <laughs> we had our fill of sand. Thank you very much. We did. Yeah. From one sand your to new sand. Uh, from there, you guys, you all hop in the hut and you go to your next adventure as the hut spun around and disappeared. Before, but before we get to what happened, let's give a, let's get a check in with all the characters, starting with Pippa. How are you feeling? Bad. (laughs) 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 She feels bad. Uh, she feels bad and confused. She's still sorting out which memories are actually hers and which are Bayani's after getting that flood of information during the fight. She she feels like there's something, but she understood at the time when she took on Liska's appearance that that was probably going to break what break something in the friendship that they had been building. And she's, I think beginning to see how that's going to play out a little bit. I think, I think the beach party made that a little more clear to her that it's going to be a long time before she and Bayani can talk the way to each other, the way they used to, if they ever manage it. So she's confused and sad and, a little hurt and uh, she's going through it. She's sorting a lot of, she's sorting a lot of different things out. Oh, but she is counting her gold. (laughs) Yeah, I guess (laughs) (laughs) it's cold, cold comfort. I suppose Uh, they're all, they were already like before doing this still wealthy beyond her wildest dreams. (laughs) Um, But I, 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 yeah, I, I guess uh, she spent spending her time in the treasure room, lying on a pile of gold and rolling around in it, probably <laughs> drying tears with dollar Dr- bills, like solidly <laughs> pretending she's not crying. <laughs> uh, well, let's connect that link, Bayani. How you doing? Your uh, how is your armless self doing? Bayani has officially entered his sad boy era. He (laughs) will not be bringing that happy-go-lucky vibe for a bit. I'm sorry, everyone. Because he has just been beaten up in every single sense of the word. I mean, he's lost his right arm. It's gone entirely. Um, If 
If you understand this reference, he's like Wolverine right after the House of M event in the comic books where all of his memories just came flooding back. And now he has to, you know, parse that. His closest, I think, confidant, like Abby said, you know, kind of broke some. I mean, maybe a line crossed. A line crossed too far, but there was there was certainly a line crossed. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll have to see if that you know can get mended. But uh, you know, I don't know if I'm being honest in the way that I perceive Bayani. He does not have as close of a relationship with the other three as he did with Pippa, and so I think it's just going to be kind of awkward for him to just be kind of there. But he, ha- but he literally has no other place to go at this point. So he's also gassed. So his yes, technically bias is <laughs> just you know sore. I guess <laughs> you know another. So th- so for from a from a listener's perspective, when uh, Logan and I started discussing Bayani. The Iron Giant came up a lot, mm-hmm. and the idea of like it, this, it, this this powerful being who has no no like vivid memories and is kind of dumb. Uh, but man, when he gets activated, he gets activated, uh, and it was fun. I gave him a lot of power. Mm-hmm. I overpowered him to the extreme for this for the for that fight. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Jess, how are you doing? How's, how's Manette doing? Well, I think, uh, younger, less experienced Manette, like literally the, I, I think back to the Manette of early episodes. If this was her situation, that version of Manette's situation, she would already be in full, like, I can't really handle this mode. <laughs> like she would be she is balancing right now maintaining because i think she's taking it on herself a little bit to help other people through their emotional state while also uh going through the emotion of something effing crazy is happening to her and she has no idea what it is she has to as always like she has tested her faith many times or her faith has been tested many times so it's another moment of like really my faith is being tested again and this intensely like i just have to take it on faith that i'm going to get through this okay that kepri is there for me he's not right now but (laughs) 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 um, that i'm gonna you know and so she she's having this huge crisis of like kind of being lost in the universe but because of it's so fortunate in a way that she had the experience of being whisked away to live in the gem for a year because she is now as she's settling into this feeling of like, I have to be strong in my faith. She's also closing her eyes, meditating through this, this feeling of like, I can help. I can be there for my friends. I can be there for this group. I can lead the charge. I feel, I feel like I can do this. And, um, it's both her telling herself this because she needs to believe it and trying to bolster her emotions before they get into some hot shit. (laughs) 
And also there's like the, the bud of that feeling being true deep inside. Like she really can handle it. She just needs to stay firm in, in her, uh, her emotional state. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Fee. A.K. Heidi. How's, uh, how's Fee doing? Hmm. It's a good living, question. Living her best life. <laughs> Fee really is living her best life. She had a great time. Um, She hasn't had this much fun in years. Look, she's been trapped on the plane of access for a while. Like, can you explain to people what that means as, uh, because I'm not, everybody might know, understand what that means for fee. Sure. Yeah. So the short explanation is that in the world of Pathfinder, there are different planes of existence and, uh, Typically, some of the planes you go to after you have died, but you can always do like planar travel to get to them as well. And Fee is by nature, literally because of her parentage, uh, a creature of chaos. And so, you know, she likes sort of freedom and kind of being able to do whatever she wants and doesn't like things that have just really strict orders or routines or patterns to them. And Axis is the, I'm trying to, I think it's a, the lawful good plane where might not, it might not be lawful good, but it is certainly the plane where everything is like perfectly ordered. The cities are laid out in squares with like straight lines connecting city, like building to building. It's everything is laid out on a perfect grid uh it and so you know to someone who needs like change or alteration the fact that everything is so the same in every single like city it's just a nightmare for her right so the fact that she was on axis like for years kind of trapped there doing this job not because doing this job that she kind of enjoyed that she got to travel a bit but like i mean she had to keep coming back and to to kind of deliver stuff and you know then once uh old ziggy went missing uh she kind of took over the shop and was running the shop while he was gone and so she really couldn't leave yeah so for her to kind of get the chance to escape to be on this adventure it's kind of everything that she wanted you know she's always been very wild ever since she was a young child and obviously has a lot of anger the barbarian kind of dealing with Bayani kind of, she really liked Bayani and was a bit, uh, a bit hurt that, you know, when, I mean, yes, she's new to the party, been part of this group for three days. Right. And has sort of, uh, tried to get to know people in that three days, but obviously as an outsider knows what it feels like to be an outsider. And then when Bayani turned and, you know, he just refers to her as that one, you know, that hit a chord that hit that place of, Oh yeah, this is what, this is how everybody at home treated her. And so, you know, she's kind of mad at Bayani and I don't know, there's probably going to be something there to talk about sooner or later, but Mm. plus side is he is no longer on the bottom of the list for trust. (laughs) (laughs) This is, (laughs) This is true, though. I imagine that with her her furious hits that uh, she so probably good. also <laughs> makes people a little bit scared. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just I, I remember there was something in there where like her facial, her flaming facial tattoos were like 
absorbing blood. I don't know what that's about. Mm. <laughs> Genuinely, uh-huh. uh, that's a Dustin thing, and that's not a Heidi thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, I like to throw those things in every once in a while. You know, yeah, no, makes me worry. Like, what the heck is that about? But so everything's okay. I think, regardless, though, she, you know, even though she sort of feels like an outsider, she's trying to make friends. She's really just there for the journey. She's not even gayest. Um, Gayus. <laughs> she's just here. <laughs> basically, yeah. You know, she's got her own goals that have literally nothing to do pertaining to, you know, uh, stopping Elvana or killing Baba Yaga. Like, maybe one day she'll get home to 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 galarian and find her girlfriend or maybe she'll make it to like maelstrom and find her mom you know it's there's just stuff so anyway yeah she's happy and finally our favorite puppy dog how's the braxis doing Oh, man. Sand, sand, and more sand. That's more sand than he wanted exposure to. You know, he was expecting the big bad and for it to be a party member, especially with him making the effort to be more friendly after, um, you know, Buon got a very cold reception from Abraxas. Um, You know, that trust built very slowly and it was something kind of like the Buon legacy where he, it was one of he like I as a player made it one of the bonds to okay, Abraxas really needs to start making the effort. Not everybody is a witch. And then all of a sudden this thing is like a witch pet. And it was just one of those like, damn it. Um, you know, so <laughs> it was kind of like a not a witch. <laughs> not a witch, but you no, know, a witch associated. <laughs> Like a witch pet is an even more <laughs> disdainful thing to say. Yeah, but given Abraxas's history, he also understands what it's like to be enthralled by a witch. That's true. And that was one of the things that was bridging the gap. And also, you know, Bayani is uh, one of the only party members that um, their elemental powers is the closest to his own. So in the battle, having to go, you know, um, Abraxas manipulated sand as well through, you know, his connection as a druid to battle like sand out, you know, sand versus sand action. And it was just kind of one of those things where he was grateful for his abilities, grateful for his training. And he knows that every side, you know, you know, there's a, a creative and destructive side uh, is kind of his worldview. You know, he tries to be as neutral as possible, though, you know. Uh, traveling with a party, he's, you know, uh, doing a little bit more good aligned tasks and, you know, building those relationships and really steering true, you know, n- as neutral as he can. But it really was, uh, oh gosh, bless it. And also, he's new too. You know, I know Fiat's the newest one, but there's this new guy unleashing destruction like from day one. So already having to face that, like, one, he didn't want to have that as a possibility. I know as a party, they discussed it. But it's like one of those things you don't want to talk about. Like, a, you know, folks, they don't want to go to the doctor because it's like, oh, man, it's going to be bad news. It's like, dang, um, Bionic could unleash destruction. We would really suck if we ever had to fight him. Uh, yeah, I don't want to think about that. And then the moment came and the hits were so, so brutal. 
And then after it came down, obviously, he has his own trauma to deal with. But it was just so raw. And we had the kind of, you know, he 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 tried doing the, you know, the olive branch with a martini. I forget what the drink now was. But it was just one of those. But that came more from uh, the influence of the party. You know, I, you know, um, Jess, you were talking about, you know, Manette 10 years ago, Manette five years ago, a younger Manette. A younger Abraxas is more like neophyte druid would have reacted a lot differently. But now he's had, speaking of balance, has had that opportunity to shift from the wild nature to learning, you know, combat with the group, diplomacy with Pippa, kind of exploring that human side. So more of that was more, I want to say now muscle memory of what's the correct thing to do? And with that olive branch was also like backhanded away. I mean, understandably, obviously as the player, I get this, but it was like, <laughs> Oh, you don't want my fucking drink. Okay, cool. <laughs> Go to hell, bastard. I don't trust you. Brad Braxis has passed his hospitality management classes. Yeah. Going to a career in hospitality <laughs> management upon the completion of rain of winter. Uh, and actually that's a good spot to come in. So where we last left you all, uh, you, uh, Braxis, you had just woken up in the hut um, after God knows how many days of uh, being knocked out as the hut does when you move from world to world. You look around and you see golden cages fill this chamber from floor to ceiling, hanging from every beam. Well, most cages are empty. There are seven of them that hold the mummified remains of seven tiny stunted bearded men a cauldron bubbles and smokes in the center of the room but none of that matters to you because you realize your connection to nature has been completely cut off and i think with that as you're coming to that realization everybody else wakes up oh that's if that's something he feels and he, you know, as a were creature, he's always connected, even be beyond taking like the Pathfinder Druid levels. He's he's been in tune with the natural world all his life. Uh, part of his backstory is kind of like the culture of his specific pack is that they spent their formative years as wolves before even shifting to the human form. So if that piece is just gone, the, um, that augmented piece by connecting through um, you know his druidic training is just noticeably immediately noticed right from the get-go gone it's it's a hollowness that he then hasn't felt in probably ever and so if, if he's still groggy but that's the first thing that's coming through as he's coming through he's going to panic. I don't, I'm not picturing him not even getting up. So Braxis isn't even getting up. If he's kind of like lying down, he's doing just that kind of just, you know, kind of still sitting down with just his torso coming up and is probably eyes, um, you know, pupils wide, breathing heavy without realizing it and just kind of looking around um, with a sense of them that something's wrong. And if he can't place it, yet, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a player choice that maybe he just can't sense it yet just knowing that something is an innate wrongness and is just looking around like just really panicked. Braxis is going to just be breathing really heavily, not even noticing how heavy he's breathing, but just that kind of like hyperventilating, like, (sighs) and maybe touching around him, almost instinctively reaching for snow or earth. So maybe scraping whatever the, 
um, bottom of the whatever he's sitting on uh, it's of its bones. Furs, furs. It's oh, it's bones everywhere. Oh, they, they probably rattle around him as he's pushing him to the side. And um, normally, if he was just in tune with everything, he'd immediately be like, "Whoa, what's going on?" But bones are like the furthest thing of his mind, and so the the noise that's scrambling is 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 probably what's um, of the hut's quiet. That's probably the noise that's coming through is his rapid, uh, panic breathing and just him shuffling around in the bones while not even getting up, still sitting. I'm going to say, Pippa, you're going to be the first person to hear this. Pippa was lying in her own bed, not quite ready to, like, get up and face anything yet. But Abraxas doesn't panic like this, unless he's been, you know, cursed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this is disturbing enough that she she'll get out of because we all sleep in the same room right it's it's a bunch of beds in the same room yep she'll she'll sit up and she'll look over at abraxas's bed and see is are there actually bones in this room i'm i'm confused or is this just what abraxas is seeing no there's bones okay on the ground we sleep on a big pile of bones every day no you're in a you're in the hut in a new configuration oh okay for whatever reason i thought the bedroom always stayed this but i guess i guess it was a greenhouse last time. <laughs> I, I remember now. Okay. Um, so that's disturbing. Uh, right off the bat. And she'll shoot out of bed and run over to Abraxas. Um, how violent, like how violently is he like flailing around angel? Is it sort of uh, he's small just movements like, or big ones? Yeah. Small movements. He's just basically patting, patting himself around basically even not realizing but he's basically like searching for snow or um earth just kind of like a reassuring thing it almost Uh, feels like you're trying to redefine your senses yes yeah so it's not yeah it's not flailing but it's definitely close to him and like measure just pat around like if you're patting around yourself lay a hand on one of your arms trying to still you and ask what's wrong he flinches a little, almost like you he you surprised him, like he didn't even realize that you approached him. So he'll like jump back a little bit from you or scooch back. He's like, it's just hollow. There's it's so quiet. Quiet? He, listen is then he gets really still like there's no song. There's no movement. It's are are we on a dead world? I and he just puts his hand on his face. He's like, I can't hear anything. Minette, that wakes you up. Oh, she uh, she barely sleeps in the first place. I think she was <laughs> um, she she only sleeps for t- two hours and then she prays. Uh, or well, she remember the hut is- knocks everybody out. So everybody. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yes. So yeah, she um, she st- basically stumbles straight up because she, uh, basically from the war, her body memory is if there's a loud noise, you are on your feet in your armor, ready to go immediately. So she's like reaching for a weapon and then reassesses, is kind of looking between uh, Abraxas and Pippa on the floor. And then sets the weapon aside and goes and kneels by Abraxas. Um, 
and she can see wow perfect way to start she she's too <laughs> out of it uh to <laughs> effectively check him over which is what she wanted to do but i did roll a one on my heel check so um <laughs> <laughs> but she goes to kind of assess him because he looks like he's kind of something might be wrong and and like pippa said or like abby said um abraxas doesn't panic like this so she is immediately concerned that something is like really wrong with him um Mm -hmm. which is why she attempted to do a heel check um i think like pippa will probably like pick up on what she's doing and say like do you anything do you is what's wrong with him he I, he looks bra- <laughs> I mean it's just like very confused and you know like I said still why don't you two roll me a perception check uh, uh, that's a 12 total 26 Manette you don't need a high roll for this to notice that his eyes are hazel and his hair is brown Pippa with your 26 however you notice something very big you notice that the gem that he wears, the green gem that was given to him by the green faith is black. Minette is also, as we're, she's looking him over, she immediately does a a lay on hands because she knows by now, and she's tapping into as she does the sense of calm, like essentially when she lays on hands, she has all these mercies, uh, if you Um, (laughs) as, as far as the official rules are concerned, but the way I imagine it is like, the way it removes the shaken condition, diseased, cursed, and sorcelled, the way it removes those things is more through like the calming energy and the Minette sort of pulling those emotions away and and stuff like that, and uh, the magic out of that. Um, So she's just like emanating a sense of deep calm through her hands right on his temples probably enough to since it's not like a magical condition it's more of a it's like deep panic but it's enough that mm-hmm. it's it gives him a few moments to reorient like he didn't even notice you um uh, you and pippa even examining him but give him that moment to you see him like catch his breath for a second because he was just taking a big deep breaths mm-hmm. and will just look at both of you. like this is a dead place there's no song. I can't hear her. The will of the world is silent. And he's looking like you folks immediately know what that means. Like, it's just like common sense. And that like, how do you guys not know that? What's wrong with you is kind of what's coming across in his eyes. So he's like, you know, he's taking a deep breath, but it's just not enough to shake him, but just enough to at least make him speak better sentences. And he's just mm-hmm. looking at you folks almost like, fix it kind of like in the back of his eyes like can't can't it's too quiet listen okay. listen okay. like take he'll take pippa he'll take your hands he's like mm-hmm. just listen no storm there's nothing there's nothing here does my perce- does my perception check by any chance help me understand what he's getting at? Like just having known him for as long as we have, like have I have I heard him reference his connection to nature in this way before? Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I mean, every morning when he does his little thing, that's his mm-hmm. connect. Re- oh, right. Re-connect. We do our ritual together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just wanted to check that that was fair. Yeah, that was my little hint. The storm, wink, wink. You got that one. 
I'm going to add something to um, when he grabs your hand. And I think when you do lay on hands, Manette, uh, for a brief second, that new that new ability you have activates. And you remember when you first last saw it, you saw all these green tendrils coming off of Braxis. Just like, I want to say thousands of them. They're all gone. And then you kind of flip back into reality. Ooh, Manette's expression like curdles for half a second, but she's trying. She knows the first rule of being a good healer is like you have to remain calm for the patient's sake. And she's still operating under the assumption that something is, I mean, and even more so now that something is wrong with Abraxas. Um, so probably, I'm sure Abraxas does not notice because he's looking at Pippa right now, but she makes kind of half a face and, and directs that face a little bit towards Pippa. And there is like deep concern shining in her eyes for half a second. And then she goes back to trying to calm him down. And with that, I believe Bayani and Fee, you are now awake. When he sees Bayani stirring, he's like, did you do this? Is this something you did? Oh, wow. <laughs> what a wake up. Drama bomb. Bayani is lumbering up. He's still not used to missing his right arm uh, getting up from the ground. And he lets this barbed attack just kind of wash over him. Um, he, I, is it obvious that uh, Abraxas is not doing well? Does Roll it? me a perception check. Let's see. Okay. Uh, that's 19 plus a whole bunch. 19 plus oh, 14. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bayani, you actually notice, uh, besides the brown hair and brown eyes, you also notice the black gem. Okay. Uh, so I think, yeah, with all of this, Bayani takes in the situation. And like Angel pointed out, I really like that you pointed out that we're essentially nature-ish, even if we've never really described it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayani's going to do his own heel check on Abraxas, but looking at it more of an uh, uh, like a elemental angle to it. So when he puts his hand, his left hand, he puts it directly onto the gem and p- perhaps Abraxas, you feel some slight wind rustling all over you as I roll. Oh, he, he looks like he was going to pull back, but the minute he's feeling the wind, he gets really still and tilts his head and is like just focused like he's really trying to hear something like the minute the wind is hitting his face mm. I got a 12 oh no sorry a 7 total so not much better uh, and I guess Bionic just goes do you feel the earth no that's <sighs> no that's your song you have your own song that's not it <sighs> at this he'll get up just, uh, just give me a moment, and he'll start. Wait. At, at, at that point, um, am I getting any smells at this point? Then, Dustin, uh, you just smell death and decay. Uh, you do. There is a small window. I think you're looking out, and you do see nature. You what you see is a metal, like a a, a destroyed metal wagon. And beyond that, just dark, ominous forests. Um, 
no, everything smells. Bro. You know, Pippa Heel. No, uh, probably Manette's now uh, more now that he's standing up. He takes your hand really quick, um, Manette, and like he puts it up to his uh, nose. It's like, no, that's not. That's not right either. Fiat stands up, leaning on uh, her bardiche, and um, instead of interacting with the Braxis directly, it's kind of wandering around looking at the golden cages <laughs> and spots the mummified uh, skeletal tiny men with pointed hats, I believe is how they were described. Seven. Seven men with... Uh, seven stunted men with long beards. It's... Uh, Oh, it's probably it's probably these that smell pretty bad. Looks like they're pretty desiccated. I mean, up I'm up close to one. Like you hear the creaking sound, and she's kind of like, <laughs> kind of pull, trying to pull one close to her. As you as you pull one close, you realize it is actually not an not dead remains, but in having severely emaciated body that's very quietly whispers out from distant world to the distant world. At last, now we come home. Many huts for many tales, but all begin here. Vasilisa and a little doll, hungry children, and a house of gingerbread. Little Otik, the forsaken son, come to claim his birthright. Grandmother bread comes all snatched up. What little birds peck them up? Us, the seven dwarves of the woman of white. Well, that was fun. <laughs> oh, you're still alive. All right. <laughs> Thanks for that. So we're, ho- we're you know, we're, you said we're in your home. Do you know, do you know why there's no song then, little man? From distant worlds. To uh, distant all right. World. <laughs> Oh God, he's one of these. Now we come oh. home. No, no, In never mind. Never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> pushes and, the cage away. <laughs> and just you said there's a window. Yes, a very small window. Um, I'll put, but like, like window full on, like I could see outside. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Uh, then Abraxas is going to like head his way. He's like really wobbly. Um, when he gets up, but he's making a beeline to the window. How much can he get his whole face through? Like how, like around size? How much he can? It's it's it's, it's like a window, window. Like there's not a way to like, like it, there's like some kind of field between you and the. But you can get your. It's it's probably I want to say, like one foot by one foot. It's not very big. Oh, okay, but can I like I touch to the outside? Nope. There's oh, a okay, so like okay, so it's a barrier or, or it's a window, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take the closest bone I have and I'm gonna try to break the window. Uh, it, so it's Baba Yaga's hut, which has fast oh. healing, ex- an insane fast healing. So you aren't able to do that. However, as you're reaching around, you grow and you pull out a handgun that you have never had before, and you expertly just aim and just fire bullets into it. And they ricochet back, by the way. Uh, Luckily, not hitting any of you. Uh, It does knock the head off one of the um, emaciated uh, creatures. Uh, uh, And, uh, but, yeah, and then you look and you have this gun, and you you felt like the ease in which you fired it was insane. Oh. That's nice, at least. 
Um, you f- find yourself really appreciating and feeling the metal of the gun in your hand and really appreciating that feel for the first time ever. Oh, it's like a... Uh, what is this? It's a gas seal system. It's a cylinder. Uh, seven chamber. <sighs> it's like, uh, it's odd that it's giving him comfort when he's like looking for something else. So he'll just, he'll hold on to it while he's looking around. Yeah, as you do that, Jim crawls out of your bag and uh, kind of gives you a comforting hug. And you hear him go, welcome to my home. Abraxas, you you are going to feel very different, I, th- I, I think. I can't you, explain it. You, you think? There's nothing here. There's nothing here but this metal. Where are we? What hell has this hut brought us to? I, 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 we have to, we have to leave the hut for my need to confirm, but I will let... But when we get out, if we're where I, I will explain more. But here's the thing, Abraxas. Focus on the mission. Get the keys. Get home. And hopefully you will feel better again. And you will be connected. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, God. Can anybody else hear him? Jim? No, it's like a telepathic. Oh, shit. He's just talking. They hear, no, they hear squeak, 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 squeak. Uh, oh, and, and, you, and you're actually having a conversation. It's a Wookiee situation. Oh, okay. Oh, he'll he'll turn to everybody. He's like, he's still. I think his pupils are still like really wide. Okay, so of course, we're somewhere else. Obviously, this uh, always sticks us somewhere else. Um, um, uh, Jim says we should probably head outside. Uh, he's from here, I guess. Whatever this horrible place is, he's Jim's what? from here. So maybe we could just go outside. Um, maybe he could just. Uh, maybe it's snowing. I could. Maybe the snow will talk. It always talks. Jim speaks up once again. He's like, I know I'm, I, I know I'm from here, but I don't know much more. I am just half of a soul. Okay. I think we should just head outside. I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, he'll give like, you know what? I'm gonna try to do a bluff. He's not fine. He's fucking lying out of his ass. <laughs> he feels horrible. I'm gonna roll my bluff here and see how that rolls. Fucking twelve. He's like, <clears throat> he'll give Pippa what he thinks is like the most charming Pippa smile that he's learned. He's like, I'm fine. You just go outside. I'm all better now. <clears throat> uh huh. <laughs> As he's walking, you all will notice he is holding himself a little differently than he ever has because Abraxas always kind of was slightly hunched over because he's always prepared to move into his dog form or excuse me his wolf form uh, wolf form or or uh, th- he is standing straight like a man stands like like a proud man like a like somebody who's like in the military or somebody who's had that background so Pippa sees the way he's walking uh, and is sort of putting, like putting all of it together, and says, "Wait a second, Abraxas, come here, please." <sighs> Goes over. Uh, would you please sit down? I want to try looking for your connection to the storm. 
I just want to. I just want to see if I can figure it out. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. He he does. He, normally he does like crisscross applesauce when he's facing you. He does this kind of like kneel where he's like now kneeling like uh, uh, to be more level with you. But he doesn't do like the the crisscross applesauce. He's just like like a measured kneel. Like, oh, oh. All right. All right. Okay. Kind of like she did with uh, Bayani. She takes his hands and says, all right, close your eyes. Try to take big, deep breaths. And uh, hopefully this won't be too invasive. (laughs) So I'm technically using my mind reader spell, I guess. (laughs) Yes, we're using Uh, a slightly altered version of the mind reader spell. Yeah, um, which you do technically get a will save, I think, at any time, Angel, if uh, Abraxas decides he doesn't want her there. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'll roll it if he, he he feels like it's time to, like, don't go there, but he, he's he's willingly dropped, like, uh, to accept the spell. Okay. Yeah, I get, uh, I get uh, sort of surface level stuff for about a minute, and then I think I get, or for a few seconds, and then I start getting deeper in deeper and deeper as the spell progresses just the, the quick just the surface thoughts are going to be just full panic like what's going on what's going on what's going on this doesn't happen i don't think it happens has it ever happened no that's like just the surface thoughts this is actually she's not accessing your surface thoughts what ends up happening what that's what typically happens with the spell oh, okay but what happens when she goes into your head is instead she kind of sees how things should be for you what you're expecting. And that is this giant maelstrom of a hurricane that, and within that hurricane, the mist reaches out and touches everything around it. So like the forests and the, the water and the snow, and it it connects you. It pulls it into you. That is the center of you. And that is your connection to nature. But what she sees now is it's starting to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And you're, Pippa, you're moving through this maelstrom pretty easily. And that's something that comes to mind is that shouldn't happen because in theory, a druid's maelstrom is what their connection to everything is also what gives them their inner strength to resist like people going into their like inner thoughts mm-hmm. because their inner thoughts is where druid secrets are revealed. So that's the reason what this maelstrom protects. But as it goes deeper, you get to deeper, you get to the eye of the maelstrom and it's serene and beautiful. It's this lush green grass and in the middle of it stands a version of a Braxis dressed in full metal armor which is a thing on its own since druids are not supposed to wear metal armor having this holding this beautiful long sword this beautiful large towered shield slick back brown hair very well manicured probably the most beautiful version of Abraxas you've ever seen and just standing there basking in the sun that is coming through and you realize this is this is a, a version of Abraxas if he wasn't did not have the animal side of him this is the straight laced lawful it's not not lawful good in, but like a lawful good look I guess is the best way to put it uh, he not necessarily is lawful good but it's a lawful good look of Abraxas as a knight or a military personnel or somebody who is like a 
you know, in a Galarian world as a stand-up person. Um, uh, that is what you're seeing. I think, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, older, you know, like younger versions of Manette. And I know that like Pippa did not spend a year in a gem, but, uh, but so much has happened that it, she feels older and she feels different than the person she was like four months ago. And she, she's just having a moment of, of dissonance where the person she was four months ago might've actually found this very appealing. Um, and might've been trying, this might've been, you know, the, the sort, not, not quite exactly this person that she was kind of trying to teach Abraxas to be, but she was definitely trying to mold Abraxas into what she considered to be a more like genteel, um, upright citizen sort of shape. But I think that these experiences have taught her a lot about herself and about other people. And so this and also she has come to know and love Abraxas so deeply exactly as he is that she this absolutely chills her to her core to see this. This is wrong. Um kind of I guess looking around and expanding on like what this implies what what does what does Pippa extract from this about what what this implies about what's happening to Abraxas? What you're what you're get picking up from that is uh the maelstrom is dying out very quickly. It's 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 almost like you know, a maelstrom ends in reality when it hits a different temperature. Um, like, mm-hmm. you know, warm water to cold water or hit land, it starts to dissipate. That's basically what's happening is Abraxas's maelstrom is very quickly disappearing and there's not much left. In fact, I would say in the little time you've been in his brain, you've seen this huge decrease in it. It's just going that fast. It's just going away. Um, and you realize that this personality is taking over, like this form is growing within him. As the Maelstrom dies, this, his armor gets shinier, his weapon gets shinier, he gets more official, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, can I get any sense of like how I can slow down the decay of the Maelstrom? Maelstrom? The decay is a product of the environment. You have hit a different temperature by hitting a different world. There's nothing you can do except get out of this world. (laughs) Do what? Yeah. Do I get the sense (laughs) of leaving (laughs) that, that it really is. It Oh man. Is it going away forever? Like, can I, can I tell that that I think (laughs) there would be no way to get it back? (laughs) Uh, you think that you think this is a product of this world and that if you leave and go to a different world that it would probably come back. So getting the keys to the next world is probably mm-hmm. the best solution for solving this problem. Okay. And then her final question kind of would be who is this new person and how worried do we need to be? Because we've already had an experience of a hidden person within a person we thought we were getting to know pretty well. And I think she'd be pretty, pretty on guard about any new emergent personalities. The difference in is party members. The difference is you do not feel a heavy sense of dread and evil 
from this. Uh, you feel a <laughs> sense of good. Uh, what you feel like this is not a personality. This is necessarily, well, it's, it has some aspects, aspect. but it is more of a uh, skill sets. Ooh. Okay. It's so the best way I put it. The fundamental yes. core of who she has come to know as Abraxas is still intact as far as she can tell. You know, barring the fact that he is losing his connection and there's an adjustment there, he is still going to be the same Abraxas he's always been. Okay. That's, de- I mean, devastating, but <laughs> okay. Pippa will gently withdraw. Well, then when you come through, he'll. It'll be like a whisper, almost he's very hopeful, and his voice is like, did you see anything to fix it? It's, it's, what's wrong? What is it? Okay. Um, so I've got some good news and some bad news. Okay, well, good um, news is good. Do you want the good news first? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's do that. This does not appear to be permanent. As long as we don't stay in this world. If we get the keys and we leave, then you should be back to normal. Okay, okay, yes. Okay, let's focus on getting the keys. We can stay focused on that. And then what's... uh, It'll fix itself. Okay, and and the bad, what's the bad? In the meantime, for as long as we're here, you are not going to be able to sense the storm. What? What? It's and a, he'll just get up like you basically told him like all the babies of the world die. There's no rainbows. Um, <laughs> meat. Every the planet has gone vegetarian. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen, Pippa. And that doesn't happen. It, it's happening, though. The connection is gone, Abraxas. <sighs> well, I, but. It looks at Buan. No, you, you, you're the wind. You could. It's there for you. Oh, by oh, sorry. Oh, before <laughs> Bayani, you were the, the wind would heeds your call. <laughs> his connection is different, Abraxas. Ah, oh, he's uh, he's his own storm. That's right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Maybe was it just was it something I did? No. No, it wasn't anything you did. It wasn't anything any of us could have even predicted as far as I can tell. I think it's it's just it's your your first instinct on waking up was correct. It's it's this world. As you say that, Pippa, you you see through the window in the distance flashes of explosions, just bombardments happening in the distance. And you see the trees are all dead. And there's just gray and wet, wet, muddy snow. And just, Manette, you also, you sense like the, a dread and a something you felt before of war and a pending war and of like death and destruction. I was literally going to say that would be her comment is oh. like, it's the stench of war. That's that's like under her breath. She says that to herself. You just realize, and I think between all that, uh, you why don't you all roll me a knowledge nature, and we'll go with whoever has the nighest. <laughs> no good thing those. Yeah, I don't even know what my. I don't have that. <laughs> knowledge nature. 
Mm-hmm. I rolled a 26 <laughs> over here. God dang. No, I don't actually have knowledge of nature. Never mind. That's two. I rolled a one on my bluff, and this is very appropriate that I have yep. Abraxas has rolled a one with his plus 13 damn bonus. <laughs> very appropriate, <laughs> theme appropriate. So one for a total of 14. <laughs> you realize you you know this as a as somebody who has traveled to different planes mm-hmm. that war torn regions are often so sometimes in places where war is so extreme it literally tears apart the fabric of like connections to nature and you realize that you uh you that this what this may be is you are in a dead zone for nature right now that nature has just lost its way and that's why Abraxas is probably not feeling it so throughout all of this while you've been doing everything Fiat's been like uh, rooting around throughout the room looking for any exit looking for anything in the room I did roll a perception check like forever ago but like you know she's listening in to everything else and she's like you know kind of uh, if it's pointed out that there's like this ward war going on she's like oh yeah that uh yeah, that, that happens sometimes in war-torn regions. Like, they have no care for nature, and so they do so much damage to the land itself that the connections between nature and the people uh, who live in nature is just severed. So, yeah, seen it happen before. Um, it's, it's pretty unpleasant, but... Then that means there's cause for retribution. And he reloads, uh, he reloads his, um, his revolver that he already forgot that he had in his hand the whole time. <laughs> and uh, he gets a little, little angry glint in his eyes. Like, uh, or I will just make do with the rest of my training and we'll find the keys. We'll punish those who have devastated nature. Okay, I, I say we move forward. Okay, and uh, you know I'll watch over you. If, if you know if you've lost your connection to nature, you probably lost some of your magic as well. I'll 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 take care of you in case in case you're a little bit weaker than normal. Oh my sp- my spells! Those are those are gifts. For- it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yes. I hate to uh, what team? Don't know if this might make it better or or make it uh, neutral, but uh, I did I did notice something else while I was in there. You may have been compensated for losing some old skills with some new ones. There's a a shiny a shiny new version of Abraxas popping up in there. Uh. She kind of nods at the gun that you're holding. You may find that you're feeling extra comfortable with shooting stuff. Oh, well, because the, uh, you know, the iron does feel good in my hands. <sighs> All right, well, I just make do. Just got to make do with it. I think at this point, Bi- Bionni's been watching out of respect for everything that has been happening uh, recently. But seeing Abraxas so torn up about this lack of connection to nature, thinking that maybe this might be something he wants to hear, but not necessarily sure, but he's trying. 
he's going to go up to Abraxas and just quietly whisper into his ear, uh, Abraxas, if you want, I will be nature's spear for you. Oh, he closes his eyes because it's like a bittersweet, like, that's super sweet of him and having nature at least close by, even if he can't access it and it doesn't heed his call, is comforting. But at the same time, it's like, fuck him. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> he closes his eyes, he takes a deep breath. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, it's better to have. He's looking around to make sure he's not going to put his foot in his mouth. No, but you know what? He's, he's, you know what? He's in his feelings. He's feeling his feelings. You know, he's in touch with his feelings. Like, that's better than. Just say. Thank you. Just you. You. Me. <laughs> uh, but he also looks at your missing arm and then that's like, all right well we'll make quite a pair just uh, both of us missing something right and i think bionni just claps you on the shoulder with his left hand and he he does that straight guy thing where he also kind of like slaps your cheek twice and then he <laughs> walk and he walks past <laughs> <laughs> so it's pat pat slap slap and then just walks past. <laughs> Alright, we'll get we'll get moving. Um Yeah. Where's the door? Where, oh my god, there's bones everywhere. Now finally noticing. Andromeda would have loved it here. <laughs> so you guys uh you all move out what you do find is a hatch you go up some stairs and uh you can go up that would you like to go up the hatch yeah Hell Fiat yeah. will lead the way unless someone else wants to lead the way you come into a much brighter room in fact there's this happy music playing in the background uh, and it, it feels very it's a very bright and cheery room gingerbread like and candy form the walls of this chamber it it features furniture <laughs> of stick candy a large ribbon candy cabinet curtains of licorice and a cupcake table all illuminated by a distorted amber light streaming from in from the window of glazed sugar brittle I I just want to say for those of you that were not here for a certain confection related incident <laughs> don't eat anything you already see Bayani holding candy co- don't, cookies As don't you say that, <laughs> I need you all to roll me a will save <laughs> oh shit Minette. Minette says immediately cause she <laughs> she is not ready to relive this wait so what kind of I have to is ask this co- if it's certain kinds of go ahead Oh no! I was gonna ask: Is this coming from an evil arcane spellcaster? No. Okay. Is this fear or charm? This is a charm. So I'm immune. Excellent. <laughs> and y'all get your plus four if you're hanging out. Ooh, near me. twenty-five is not too shabby. I got a twenty-four in that case. I got a twelve. <laughs> I got a thirty. <laughs> 
So Abby, as soon as you say that about reminding about eating confectionery, you take a cupcake that's right next to you and pick it up and start chewing at it. (laughs) (laughs) And you see as everybody just starts chewing, eating away at the candy. Uh, Sorry, was a 30 not enough? No, 30 was not enough. Really? Uh, Oh my god. Damn. Wow. (laughs) That's such a funny image, though. Don't eat it. (laughs) (laughs) That is very funny. Oh my god, uh, we needed over a 30? Yeah, this is a, this is a big one. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'm eating this, but I'm not happy about it as I'm stuffing my face. <laughs> Seriously, we should stop, but this is so good. Bionni just keeps eating. What? What happened? Yeah, what happened? I'm sure it's fine. See, it is just the whole chair in her mouth. Oh, please. No, 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 no. Uh, with every bite, you guys are just trying to shove more and more into your mouth, and it's getting to the gross stage. Like, you know, like when oh. a kid eats too much candy and it starts drubbling down their chest. Manette, this is like your your pat. You don't have any say for this, but this is gross. This is this is very gross to see. They're just shoving their their faces, and I need you to roll me a perception check. All right, this is going to be the uh, very last one as he just picks up another one and. She's like spinning around and attempting to grab all of you and like get stuff out of your hands all at the same time. Obviously, that's not working, even being large. She's like shoveling you into her arms and you're just grabbing it. Shit. As, She's like uh, holding you all in a circle. You, what'd you get for a perception <laughs> there, uh, Jess? Our 11. Uh, you don't see it at first, but as they're eating away at the candy, you start to realize that behind that is a gross. It, you breaking off the pieces of the wall and start eating it and the tables and you just start to see rotten magnet ridden filth beneath the sugary glaze uh, as it's going into their mouths and they just keep consuming it and consuming it uh, yeah what do you want to do uh, Manette is um, immune to not sickness fully but she has some some defenses against that but even she is like sick in her mouth a little bit noticing that and then she is immediately she's sensing this like she knows this is a a magical effect so I actually have a new mercy that allows me to cast dispel magic when I use my lay on hands (gasps) Ooh! oh dang awesome so she's immediately just like I I don't know what else to do and and starts like laying hands uh, on her buddies I'm gonna say that gets them to stop but then I need them all to roll me, all the ones that have consumed this food, to roll me a... Um, You're going to say fortitude, aren't you? No. Uh, yeah, roll me a, I need you all to roll me a fortitude save. <sighs> Almost okay, a 30. That's what I'm talking about. What everybody get me? What everybody get? Do I still get the plus four? <laughs> is it a charm thing? or? Yeah, uh, it is not a charm thing. You don't, so you won't get the okay. plus four. Okay. Then 29. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to use my last inspiration point to make it a 30. Okay. Oh, nice. a straight 30. Wow. That's really, really good. Pippa? It's really good for you. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I. It's actually a 26. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and what did you get, Fee? 21. Oh, wow. Bionni? Um, 16. 
Okay. <laughs> Roll so a two anyone there. Got, anyone that got less than a 27 oh. uh, failed. Uh. And uh, this is what... Uh, why don't we go ahead? I'm just going to tell you what the effect is straight across, and then we can go with it. Uh, so what this cur- curse is is uh, a dreaded form oh it's a it's a dreaded form of a wasting curse disillusion can be cured only by successfully casting both remove curse and remove disease within one minute of each other and succeeding at both checks by five or more the effect if you for those who have failed and I will have to I will you will get the initial effect is 1d2 drain from a random ability score each day Oh. So, I will uh, roll first off for well, what is it? first off I will roll and this will be for everybody because I'm not going to roll for each of you individually so those who failed uh, where's your guys' character sheets let me see those it better yeah. not be intelligence because I literally just put my extra point in there so it wasn't a negative <laughs> <laughs> so it's on the secondary save yeah, let's see if you guys say it first. Um, so, are uh, uh, Manette, are you able to do a to remove disease, remove curse for everybody within yes. a minute? Each other? Okay. Yes, everybody who failed. Not everybody failed, right? Uh, there for uh, for for everybody failed except for Abraxas. So that would be Bionni, okay. uh Fee. You have that many remove curses. You may have that many spell slots. Yep, I have a shit ton of lay on hands. Oh, and you can do both on with lay on hands. Yep, it does both at the same exact time. Okay, so and you do have to do a check. Okay, all right. Let's see if I can even. No, why? Oh, oh no! Oh man, uh, so that is a failure. Four, uh, and then let's just do roll one d three. One being Abby, two being uh, uh, Heidi, three being Logan. Oh God! Oh, I can't roll a D three. Hold on. Yeah, uh, th- uh, that is Abby. That is oh. Pippa. Fuck. Pippa is cursed. Fuck. Oh, God, why um, couldn't it have see. been me? I'm okay, so you- teeny tiny. I don't have good fortitude. <laughs> Let's do the second one. Go for it. There. Oh, better. Okay. But- that works for. Uh, that works for Heidi. Abby! Wow, I am rolling a sh- or, no, 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 this is Heidi because it's now between Heidi and I know, I know, I'm just... <laughs> so, I, Heidi, you are good. You are okay. Uh, and then finally, mess. Logan. <laughs> Logan is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Babe! I can try again. I have more lay on hand. You have to try again tomorrow. Uh, you can only do oh. it once a day. Oh, for real? That's fucking annoying. <laughs> As is curses. We so try see. to uh, we try to separate Pippa and Bayani, and they just keep getting tangled together. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and I was just about thinking, like, we're going to be riding in the back of the wagon when we finally get out of here, just being right. sick together, right. staring awkwardly <laughs> off opposite sides of the car. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 
Oh, why are the cookies always cursed? So it will be dexterity <laughs> that you lose. No. no. Come on. I don't need strength. Why not that one? Uh, right? I don't need this strength This is the either. worst planet ever. We're playing. I don't like it. Yeah, this planet blows. <laughs> and that is two points of, strength, uh, of dex, dex damage. Two of dex drain. points? Oh. Yep. Yeah, Braxis oh. hasn't even tried his wolf form, which is non-druidic. Get ready for some more sure drama we're... later. So we're getting off to a good start. Pippa. <laughs> good start for the GM. And Bayani and Abraxas, you realize you have been eating this rotted, like, worm-filled. Like, you, it's cursed. It's The curse is broken. You realize it's not candy you're eating. Oh, I, I do throw it all back up. <laughs> Wormy food it isn't better than these disgusting treats. Uh, yeah, he's just going to purge. Also, there's a sensation in my stomach. What is that? So he's had his wolfy belly for so long. Remember, he's eaten raw food, raw flesh. He's had long pig oh, before. Oh, yeah. This is his first human digestive tract. So he's not used to stomach aches. So he's like, <laughs> what is this? It's like right here in the mid. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Oh, gosh. That's, Ooh. oh, these are bad. Uh, they're curt. Yeah, these are really bad. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> the pain. Oh, it feels like my cycle's coming on me. <laughs> Get a lunar cycle for the, you know, werewolf. Abraxas, uh-huh. <laughs> oh. uh, as you realize that, you realize the lunar cycle is not affecting you. Oh. 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 Then as he's noticing that, so he's been super moody, like, you know, he's like, okay, I'll just chug forward. But just, that's like the lone thing of he's, um, cause even as a little pup, it's always been the, um, like, you know, don't bite anybody. You know, we are cursed, you know, we love being ourselves, but we do have a curse in our family. So it's like one of those, like, don't bite anybody. And even in combat when he's had to bite anybody, he knew cause he was gonna, they were basically gonna die anyway. So, uh, to use his bite attacks. But if he's like that, even that realization hits, that's probably like the lone little sparkle in his eyes as far as like, oh, I wonder. Oh. Not that he's like, like biting, but test it. Yeah, right now he's like biting people. Oh, actually, <laughs> as he's kind of like grabbing his stomach, the realization draws, and he brings up a silver blade. Oh no, wait! And he's like, kind of like feeling the edge of it. It's like, oh, that normally tingles. I want. Oh, you actually and kind of appreciating the cool feel on your skin. Yeah, it's always like it been like, like it never burnt him. It doesn't have like that burn vampire effect, but definitely like hmm. I I think wait, and then that's when he'll try to shift into a wolf form too. He'll try the Ursika even. He's like, I I'm oh, I'm locked in a uh, uh human. Um he's checking his canines. Meanwhile, everybody's still throwing up in the background. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's nice, Abraxas. Sophia had kept it all down. She said, "Nice." Well, this isn't the first time I've had this sort of thing happen. <laughs> what the? I'm sorry, I can't do more for you all. Uh, that's okay. Place. I'm just, just glad you stopped us. I wanted yeah. to stop. I'm not even hungry. I'm not even I'm sorry. Oh, 
Uh, let's get it. This place is the worst. Can't we just what agree is this is the worst? It's the worst. Sucks. All right. Oh, very so, agreed. One of you needs to tell me who this Baba Yaga is because, like, she seems like a terrible uh, hostess. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, she's pretty fucked up. So, Grandmother Wolf. I want to kill her. Same. She's the worst witch of legend. Mm. Every Poor. scary, creepy, like, uh, old lady in a tail. That's her. Yeah. She oh, set the stereotypes the- for witches. They're all yeah. based on her. And Bayani reveals this. I think maybe Pippa might have known this because of the going about in her mind, going about in his mind. But he just says, she killed my family. Oh. Huh? All right. Sorry for that, I suppose. Bionic catches Pippa's eyes flicking to him really quickly and then just as quickly, like, looking away. Mm-hmm. I think everyone sees that, too. <laughs> that crow's down. It's not subtle. <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> She's too sick to be subtle. <laughs> yeah. Can I look for a way out of this room? <laughs> yeah. To get out of this conversation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while you're looking, Manette just tells everyone, I can try to help you better tomorrow to fix it. <sighs> My healing just isn't... It's not up to par yet. And she looks a little frustrated, but then straightens up and, and uh, pats everyone on the back. So you think Abraxas is going to start smashing things with his hammer? <laughs> Anything within sight, and he's just like full on rage. He's almost like I should take a barbarian level. No, <laughs> yeah, he's full on raging. Like none of the benefits of raging. Yeah, you you find a door and you move through it. Uh, actually, there's two doors. There's one to the the north, and there's one to the west. Uh, one looks like a happy little candy door, and the other just looks like you know just your standard wooden door. Uh, hey, can we agree whichever way we go? Uh, I'd like to go first. Maybe sure. you all stay some feet back. <laughs> and also, may, might I recommend the non-candy door? Yeah, yeah candy. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm swearing off sweets forever. <laughs> unless, Again. It, unless they unless they want us to go to the non-candy door because that's worse, and they figured we'd be we'd we'd want to go. Oh, not towards the candy door because because we just got tricked by the candy. So maybe the candy door is right. the better one. Well, it's not well, a candy door; coin. it's a maggot door. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm I'm gonna flip a coin, and Manette oh. does so. <laughs> um, I don't know why they had to it, hide the maggot maggots with candy. I mean, all they had to do was just season the maggots, and then. People would want to eat them. I don't get these people. <laughs> What's the uh, heads? Are, okay, so heads is west, tails is north. All right, I got tails. So we're going. We're going north. That's <laughs> a so candy cities. door. It is. Huh? Oh, lovely. Just stay back a bit, and I'll I'll let you know what's here. Bright sunlight filtered by a forest canopy streams into the derelict cottage room from a single large window to the northwest. Trees jet up from the dirt dirt floor, bursting through the the, the thatched ceiling above, and dead leaves cover a rusted, rusted iron stove and an old straw mattress. 
No door exits the cottage, only a rotten door frame to the east, ever grown with thick vines blocking passage to the forest beyond. A large stone fireplace sits to the south. Um, Manette is sniffing for evil, of course, scanning around immediately and kind of trying to get a sense. I don't know if maybe like a spellcraft or something would help me get a sense of whether this room has any further curses, because that would just be... You know, I doubt it, but that would just be real fucked up. <laughs> no curses sensed. You do, however, sense smell this evil. You are you start to sniff. And as your head turns, you see a deadly and vicious bouquet of insectile claws sprout from horrid three-legged multi-eyed beasts. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds connection. I miss the days where you guys got pissed off when I did that. I am a little pissed off. I am pissed off. I I just have resignation. Mm. I knew it was coming. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just not a surprise. Now it's like, oh, thank God. For this episode. Looking forward to next episode where I get to beat the shit out of whatever that thing is. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) Thank Uh you for turning in. If you're a fan of the show, we want you to connect with our uh, other members of our FWP community, which we have some very fantastic and awesome members over there. The coolest. On the Discord uh, or also Reddit. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, In addition to the fantastic worlds podcast we also produce two other shows far beyond the stars our space opera featuring the fly free or die adventure path and fairy tale fix all links to everything i have mentioned can be found on our website fantasticworldspod.com uh i am dustin your game master you can reach me at dustin alexander on the sokial medias i'm abby you can find me at bonanza famine this is Angel, your depowered druid. Oh, sad sigh. I can't reach boy. that. Oh, Aspinoza916. We got two sad boys. So many sad boy eras. This is our sad boy era. Everybody hurts. <laughs> it's 2003 all over again. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is Jess Uh, you can find us streaming at Fantastic Worlds Pod by the way on Twitch come check us out Heidi and I both do it uh, pretty much every week and sometimes other folks do as well Um, so uh, yeah and you can find me at Hank the Clank talking about bullshit (laughs) (laughs) you can find me Logan at MainMan08 and you can find me, Heidi, the oblivious barbarian, on Twitter <laughs> at Vamahillion. Uh, thank God we've got some happy comments. <laughs> it's like there's like a dark piano music playing every time you it pans yeah. over to us, and then you pan over to Fiat, and it's like da 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 everybody hurts yeah except Fion (laughs) Fion. uh, as an independent (laughs) podcast group 
We rely on the support of listeners like you. If you'd like to help us continue creating amazing content, consider becoming a patron at our Patreon at fantasticworlds.cash. The theme song for our show is composed by the lush and lush and adore uh, lush and awesome Amy Hawkinson. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider it share with friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Until next time, I hope you have many fantastic. Uh, nature free adventures oh <gasps> sad claw how dare you wow <laughs> 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 targeted clong <laughs> targeted clong <laughs> The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission.